Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Mike. And I'm Marty. And this is Two Guys, A League, and Some Guests. Let's get it started. Never ends, bud. Nope. Never ends. It's, it never, never, ends. it's never a dull moment. Um, <laughs> all right. So I'll be honest. I didn't even get a chance to look at the highlights of the 7 nothing game. My opinion is I don't really need to see the highlights of a 7 nothing game. <laughs> I pretty all much know what happened. Know, 16 all shots you need against. To know is, yeah. Dude, they, like, I mean, okay, anyway, I'm not saying anything that anybody doesn't know already after a couple of days. It's soaking us in, but. Like that was domination, shorthanded yeah. goal, power play goals, uh, even strength goals, uh, shutout, uh, yeah. <laughs> secondary score all over man. the place. Jesus, I, dude, like we'll get into it there, obviously, but yeah. I know it'll be a, I know it'll be a little bit of a quicker episode because we just continue to have less and less to kind of really, yeah, get out to those listeners, so to speak. Um, yep. We obviously want to, uh, I'm sure, mention to our listeners about uh, our upcoming schedule, uh, the last couple of weeks here. Yeah, it's a little bit all over the place. So I'm I'm leaving for for the East Coast. Uh, my wife is from the East Coast, so we go out there and we visit the family uh, every once in a while. And we're doing that this year. And um, it just so happens to fall on the week where chances are pretty good the cup's going to be handed out. <laughs> so we won't. We have great be- timing. It's great timing. Oh yeah, absolutely. I actually I blame Gary Bettman for that really more than anything else. It's definitely on. Hey, him. listen, don't start your season so bloody late. Let's go. Honest to God. Um, but, um, but you're in luck folks, you know, what we're going to replace it with is that interview, uh, with, uh, Mike Rue that we did. Uh, we actually did the interview. What was it? Two weeks ago now? Yeah. Two or three weeks ago there now. So, and, uh, it was a really good interview. Lots of great stories. We were, we're bumping it up. We were originally going to have it at a different time slot, but it didn't make any sense. So now it's going to be next week. So instead of doing our normal show, uh, it's going to, we're going to release the Mike Rubia interview, which you're, you're going to, it's a two-parter. You're going to want to listen to the whole thing. Um, it's definitely, it's definitely got some pretty cool stories and good perspectives and things like that about hockey then and versus now from someone who's been in the hockey for a very long time. Um, he's also a coach. Uh, he played the role of a GM for a little while too. So he's touched a little bit on all of it. Um, but then, uh, but then after that, um, so is that, do I have that right, Mike? After that is when we're doing yeah. our season finale? Uh, so. so we'll have the Mike Rua interview. Like we'll have our normal episode come up here this Wednesday uh, on Wednesday. Um, yeah. Then we'll have Mike uh, and that, that interview uh, ready to go for the following Wednesday. And then after that, uh, we'll be recording on uh, July 4th, if I'm not mistaken, which would be our last regular episode. Oh, right. Okay. And then we'll finish off with... Uh, some special guests, perhaps, on July 11th. I'm not saying any more. Have they backed out? No. No? Okay, good. They has better not else, have. Cause has if, anybody else Well, because if, if they have, I haven't, they haven't told me, so it'll be That's news fair. to me. Good. But no, okay. as, far as, as far as I know, we'll have some, uh, okay. some special guests that we'll uh, let you know about on a, uh, on a future episode here. Um, okay. And yeah. Good. All right. So that's, that's a little bit of a... So that's what's happening. That's what's coming up. So expect that. Um, 
so we didn't actually even touch on the check my fanny last week i i I don't know we were we just our minds weren't into it i guess or something but we weren't we just completely flew right into the the finals and completely ignored the check my fanny marty 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 let's just be honest neither one of us are in contention right now so you know what we decided to skip week and you know what for anybody out there who doesn't like it that's too bad it's our show we're gonna do what we want Pretty sure Nick is going to have some issues with it because he's in first. And you know what, Nick? I don't care. Hey, Nick. Congrats, buddy. Congrats, man. You're doing well. You're doing well. So so right now, Nick has got a a bit of a commanding lead. He's at 216 versus uh, Mr. Kamish at 173, followed by Adam at 151. So not exactly a tight race in our first ever playoff bracket challenge, but uh, it's a race nonetheless. And But Nick, writing's on the wall. Congratulations. Uh, But we'll make that official. Good job, buddy. When it needs to be. Now into the nitty gritty along the boards. Uh, were there any games? I don't know. Were there any games? I don't, what's what's going on right now? Is there like a nothing, series still going nothing on? Nothing happening. Actually, before we get oh, too man, deep into right. this, uh, we got balls um, retweeted. The did you watch the whole thing where it, the Colorado oh. Avalanche, the fans singing? Oh, dude! Blink one eighty. Like this. Yeah. Like oh man. Tell me, have you seen? I've never seen anything like that because the song finished and it just kept going. Well, like the play was well, started, and and I believe what I, be, I believe what they do, if I'm not mistaken, is they fade out the music at one point and they just let the crowd go yeah. nuts with it, right? And yeah, as a matter of fact, as we were kind of getting on here to start the program, I want to say about five minutes beforehand, I I, sh- I shot a a message back to them, oh, good. and literally almost word for word, I said like, you know, I I I've literally watched that like a dozen times. Yeah. I can't get enough as a hockey fan. Yeah. Those those are the types of things that start to give me like goosebumps. Like I I love that stuff. Oh man. Um, you know, it kind of reminds me a little bit, and I don't mean to pull away from Colorado, but. Uh, I know your brother's been down to Vegas and has gone to a couple of Vegas yeah. games. And every time, every time I talk to him about that, he says the same thing. Like the building's just rocking. It's just going nuts and everything. And you know what? For those fans, and to go back to Colorado, those fans that are in Ball Arena, oh, man. Like what an atmosphere that like. You know, I'm I don't hold any affiliation to Colorado, but if for whatever reason we found ourselves down there going to a game like for for a three hour period, I would absolutely drop my Habs and become yes. like a Colorado Avalanche <laughs> fan. Just give to me be all able the merch. Saying no, no, I'm part yeah. of it. I'm I'm part. Yeah, give me all the merch. I'm all part of it here. <laughs> like you know, I'm full in on singing all the small things. Yes. I'm all over it. I love that stuff. I I won't I won't go anymore fanboy over that kind of thing. But that that's that kind of stuff for hockey. I love it. It's hard it. not to like. It, I don't care who you are out there. You love the game. It doesn't matter where you're from. If you're sitting in the stands and you're and you're being and you're sort of sucked in, not even sucked in. You're just part of it. And you're admittedly yeah. you're not singing. You're just taking it in. Like the guy who's filming it. He's not singing. Oh, yeah. He's just watching it. Like. Any any way of being involved in something like that, it's got to feel special. And just the energy must just be so uplifting. Like, could you imagine playing hockey, like being one of the guys on the ice when that's going on around you? Like, holy moly. Well, I mean, and, you know, you can go to, uh, you know, you can go through Vegas. You can talk about this in Colorado. Uh, you know, there. I mean, Nashville's got that little thing where the when the opposing goalie lets a goal in, they kind of, they start reaming on him a little bit in Nashville. I don't know if you've ever heard that before, no. too. Um, I'll, I'll have to send okay. you a link. I'll check it out. I'll send you a link at some point. But, um, but yeah, like uh, the thing for me about that, and I won't say any more about this there, but um, when it comes to those types of things, 
as the opposing team or an opposing Jeez. player, like, listen, I know these guys are, pro- I know these guys are pros and, you know, they can probably like, like you know, like water off a yeah. duck's back, so to speak. But when that kind of stuff happens, I just feel like that building starts coming down on the opposing team, eh? Like, you know, your, your crowd is now just like, like they weren't pumped yeah. enough. Like now they're, now they're almost the entertainment yep. themselves. Yep. So they're ju- they're it's like they're just feeding off of themselves, and then that building just comes down on the opposing team. I don't know, man. I, I, maybe it's just me being a little analytical about no, it no. or whatever that way. But was, I, I, I so love this that was stuff. the game and that I, was seven. And nothing? I just, uh, I would imagine so because the, like I've seen that video time and time again, like over the course of the past couple of years. Oh, okay, sorry. This so one this, was this is not the like, seven nothing game then. This is an old video. Uh, uh, it, it might be, but I, I have to imagine, though, Marty, that that probably was oh, a seven they just, game. Just they because, do it just because they, it, it was so amplified. Ah, okay. So I have to imagine they were just rolling. Okay. I, I Maybe it's even on the picture where it shows you the I score. I don't know. But, uh, but either yeah. way, either way, that stuff is just fun, fun it stuff. Is. And you know what? Good, good, good on them. Colorado's been waiting for this for a yeah. long time. And you know what? They were, they made themselves heard. Like they, they, they've been waiting for this kind of thing for a little bit. And Colorado certainly gave them, gave their fans something to cheer about. And then some. Yeah. Uh, like I, I don't know that I've ever been, I don't think I've ever physically been to a playoff game. And I, and I, that's, I'm going to have to, I, I really, I can't sit around and wait for Ottawa to do it. I'm going to have to go out and get it, I think. And uh, maybe Colorado is a place to do it because they're, they're going to be in the playoffs for the next few years to come anyways. And we did talk to the Beaks guys before. So maybe that's uh, in our future for, for next season or the season after, but that would, that's like Colorado wasn't even on my, on my, on my scope before, but because of what's happened this year and seeing this and stuff like they they are definitely on my my list now of teams that I kind of want to see live and especially in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm gonna have to come clean a little bit here while we're talking about uh, the boys from on the bench uh, with okay. Beaks. Uh, yeah, listen, guys, I know Colorado is kicking Calgary's ass here, <laughs> so so I get it. I, I I all year was kind of telling these boys, sorry, Colorado's gonna hit a wall when they hit Calgary. Listen, I'm eating crow boys. I'm trying to get at, I'm trying to get ahead of it. Here. Can you see this? Can you, you're get, you're you getting this. I'm trying to get ahead of this one, man, big time. Yes, boys, Colorado. I hear you. I hear the team. I've been hearing you from Colorado. I hear you. Thank you. And actually, okay, I, moving on. Move on now. Yeah. So, all right. So the um, so the Avs are are now up two games now. Like the first game, four three. That's that's a that was kind of almost. A normal game, nothing much to really report on there. It was entertaining, a little bit of back and forth and that kind of thing. Uh, the Nick Paul goal actually was really cool. I really like that, like just sort of the never give up and at the last minute, like really stretching out the yeah. stick to poke yeah. it in there. And it was, that was a big one. I think that was the tying this game guy. or tying goal. Um, but you're so you kind of called it a little bit too. There's a couple players that have really stepped up. Burakovsky, who by the way. Uh, wasn't at practice this morning and yeah, he's day to day. Is he day to day? Cause I, 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 before I left work, I saw that he was, he just hadn't shown up yet, but it, he's now listed as day to day. 
he's listed as day to day with it's with it's a thumb. Oh, like they, okay. they, everybody knows what it is. It's a thumb. It's a thumb injury. So I mean, day-to-day, I don't know if yeah, like okay. cortisone shots or whatever. And this guy's going to try and play or whatever. Yeah. I know Kadri's been shooting pucks as yeah. well. So he is uh, day. They're both listed as day to day. So I mean, in for all intents purposes, really, either one of these guys could be in the in the lineup at any mm-hmm. point. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I think. Uh, the secondary scoring is certainly uh, driving uh, driving home some uh, some points. That's the thing, and sure. it's not like the the you know the the Rantanens and McKinnons, McCars. It's not like they're not doing anything either. It's just the secondary scoring is really right now. They're driving the the ship. They're the ones kind of in control. But um, the rest of them, at any given moment, there's too much talent there for them to stay quiet. So, you know, seven nothing where McKinnon only gets one assist. That's really impressive. Uh, Makara, I know, got the two goals. Randon had the three assists. But it was like Burakovsky, Helm, uh, Newhook, uh, Nishiskin, these guys who are really stepping into their 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 roles in the spotlight and sort of taking over. And it's really nice to see. And yeah, 7 nothing is a bit of a statement game. That's, that's really coming in and kind of stepping on your throat and going, listen, you're not getting out of here with a win. That's not going to happen. Not today. And that's great. But it amounts to to the same thing as a one nothing game. It's a win. It's one win. That's it. You're one win closer, yes. But that's it. Once that game is over, you're still in the playoffs, and the other team, believe it or not, still has a chance. Especially this team, Tampa, who's on a seven and zero home streak right now. And let's face it, it's Vasilevsky. It's Tampa. They've been they've been outscored before they they were outscored during the entire first round series against Toronto. We mentioned that before and they still came out victorious. So to me, Colorado don't get comfortable. Don't think for a second that because you got a seven, nothing game out of it at home, um, that you're, you can kind of coax into it, that you can give them an edge in any way, shape or form, because if they do Tampa absolutely will make them pay. Because they're they're a championship team, they know what it takes. They don't care about losing seven to nothing. Uh, the only thing you may want to be careful is you don't want to waken the beast. You don't want to piss them off. Maybe they should have stopped at five, but you know maybe getting seven was there was Colorado's version of a statement too. Well, I mean, in in my I'm going to kind of take this in a little bit of a different scope right. here. For me, for me, the game three here yeah. tonight. This is a tipping point for me. For Tampa Bay, okay. because if we're if we're gonna if we're gonna get down to brass tacks here, I mean, listen, I, I think both of us, and I think the Lightning, I think the NHL as a whole, here's Colorado loud and clear. <laughs> I mean, the way this team has made a statement in the in to begin this Stanley Cup yeah. final. Now, look, uh, t- to me, you can take a lot. If I'm Colorado, I'm I'm taken away from this. Okay. We took a good punch from Tampa Bay uh, in game one, goes to overtime, and we were still able to overcome. They come come into game two, and, I mean, I'm not going to go into this here, folks. We all watched it. We all saw the highlights. Uh, I mean, 7-0, you know, shorthanded goals, power play goals, obviously uh, even strength. Uh, you know, uh, Kemper has a, has a, uh, listen, you, you can say whatever you want about Kemper in that game or the amount of shots or this, that, and yeah. the other thing at the end of the day, he got a shut out. Yep. So it is what it is. He shut them out. He yeah. stoned them. He did uh, what he's supposed now, to. He's listen. supposed to give this offense a chance to win. That's all he needs to do. Stopping all 16 of them was the least he could do. And that's what he did. And it's a shutout. It's not the shutout that's going to go down in, in the history books. Absolutely not. But it's a shutout. 
And it's exactly what he's meant to do. Give them a chance to win. He did that. So there, there's nothing. There's no complaint there. And and you certainly can't take anything or or, or take any credit away from uh, from Colorado. No. Like if I'm being if I'm being honest if I'm being honest, the most impressive thing about that win has absolutely nothing to do with the offense. Sixteen, 16 shots. shots. What the hell? Like to 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 me. And and this is where I go back to them making a statement yeah. here to us, the Lightning and the NHL. Uh, pardon my French, but holy <laughs> fuck! Like, like this team comes in, and the the most impressive part of a seven and nothing win is the fact that you completely and and listen. Again, we can say whatever we want. Tampa Bay's been through three long playoffs now. They've been playing a lot of ho- and 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 it's all yep. true. And maybe they are running out of yep. gas. But guess what? But guess what? In game two, Colorado says, don't don't really give a fuck. No. Like, we're coming in here. We're playing our game. We, we completely dominated you. We dominated yep. you. Like, and and they may be ready in the next game. Tampa may win this. I, I Hey, listen, that's why they play the yep. games. But I'm going to tell you one thing. In, in a literal sense, if... Tampa Bay can win the game. Here we are, two yeah. to one, and that is a whole bit of a different yeah. ball game, okay? But in my heart of hearts, I feel that Tampa not only has to win this game, and I was talking to a friend at work today about it. I, I kind of feel that they need to win this game like two nothing or three nothing, or three one, or four to two. Like it needs to kind of. They they need to completely dull that offense, and and, and win the game. Yeah, like I, I may be asking for a lot, but if I'm a Tampa Bay fan, and it's a three two overtime again in a literal sense, it's two to one. Yeah, like you got to go black and white here. It's two to one, not three yeah. nothing. It's two to one now. But I just I got this. I don't know. I just have this feeling that if Tampa Bay wins tonight. You better show me something, uh, a fight, a, a a a complete role reversal. I, I don't know, Marty. I, I I don't know what that that at the at the very is. least pull pull some of the of the uh, energy back from Colorado because as as much as I just finished saying seven nothing is the same as one nothing. A win is a win is a win. What it does do mm-hmm. is suck the air out of Tampa. To a degree, and it's it's up to Tampa to sort of let that linger or let that moment dissipate and whatever it is. Throughout these playoffs, Tampa has done a very good job of never feeling like they were out of control of anything. That was the first time I felt Tampa was no longer in control of a series. They may still, they might, it might be a 50-50 split. I don't necessarily feel it's that either. I think it's more 30-70, and I'm giving 30 to lore i'm giving not because they've earned it in the first two games it's, uh, that's 30 percent because you guys have done it twice in the past and you're here now yeah but right now this is the first series where i feel that tampa has met a team that commands the momentum the the energy the the feeling as much as they do so right now it's it's pretty much all colorado's like you said, if Tampa doesn't come out and actually win this game, not by a lucky bounce, but because they outplayed them, they they shot 43 shots on nets and, and Colorado got 20. 
and the score ended up being, you know, three to nothing or three to one. It's got to be something like that. Otherwise, it won't be enough. Colorado will still hold a big part of that breath and and be able to continue with that swing. It's almost like when when Colorado or uh, when Tampa Bay was playing against, uh, well, <laughs> after Florida, they just beat them. Who did they play after Florida? Rangers. Thank you, Rangers. Rangers. Jesus. Where it like it felt like there was a bit of back and forth, but Tampa just always found a way to give you that sense of confidence. Like, no, 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 it's okay. We've got this. We're we're in control. I'm, mm-hmm. We're going to regroup after a bad showing or something. And that's something Vasilevsky is very good at doing. So it's very important that they just not just win this game, but do it in a statement way because that's what that seven nothing was. And you need to respond to that. And if you can't respond to that, like you said, if they go into overtime or if it's like two to one or something. That's not enough. It shows that Colorado can still find another way, and there's another gear for Colorado. So Colorado's going to be, I don't know. It feels like this is Colorado Stanley Cup to lose now, whereas before it always felt like it was Tampa's. Well, there's three things I kind of want to mention here. Number one, I don't know if, I mean, I know we're both on Twitter uh, a fair bit. Uh, I've seen a meme and I've seen it before used for different things. But this time around, I don't know if you've ever seen the meme where it's a three-headed dragon. And uh, and two of the two of the dragon heads have um, uh, crossed eyes. And there's another dragon that looks all scary and all mean and everything, okay. right? And I saw it today and it had it had the Montreal Canadiens above one of the ones with the cross eyes. Dallas the other, Stars. That, the second one with the cross eyes was the Dallas Stars. <laughs> and then the one that was all mean was the Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> now, I, I, now I mention all of this because, yes, they're down 2 nothing, and Tampa has shown a lot of resiliency, but I l- let's call it what it is. It, 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 it is not the, the Montreal Canadiens of last year or the Dallas Stars of 2020. This is a team... Right now, and let me throw a few numbers at you just so you can see how dominating they've been. Up to this point, the Colorado Avalanche have a record of 14-2 and two in, in the 2021 playoffs. Um, they've got 76 goals for, for a 4.75 goals per game average. 43 against, which is a 2.69 goals against average. So, I mean, right there, there's some pretty lofty yeah. differences there. Uh, their power play sitting at 32.7 and a penalty kill is 79.1. You'd love that penalty kill percentage to be a little higher. But I mean, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the Lightning are right there uh, with them. I think they're at Lightning are at 79.9. Okay. The Avalanche are shooting the puck basically 39.9. So they're getting 40 shots per game and giving up 27. Wow. Like just over 27. And it's that, that shot difference that really kind of caught my eye yeah. because... Colorado is just literally coming at you in complete waves. You 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 just don't have any kind of wherewithal, you know, to sustain any pressure against this team. Yeah, it, it, it's just they're firing on all cylinders right yeah, now. Yeah, when you man. look at these numbers, like, you get a little are. dizzy. You kind of sort of imagine yourself on the ice, kind of always well, looking around, like what's next? What's next? What's next? Like there's always something. They're always coming at you. I mean, it, the, the speed game was completely, completely on display in game two. I mean, that obviously had a lot to do with, with that uh, that yeah. game. But listen, I mean, he, this is where we're at right now. Colorado has been working at this for three, four yeah. years now, uh, five years now uh, of a solid rebuild and and doing it the right yeah. way. They're they're on they're on the precipice right now, man. And 
You know, the the other thing that I will say is, one, I guess Vasilevsky wasn't on the ice today at some point, so I don't oh. know if there's some issues there. Oh, wow. I really don't know, so I'm a little con- little concerned about that. Um, but th- I think I think the biggest thing for me, for me Marty, that I, I kind of took out of that game, uh, game two, is as that game's going on and they're kind of getting pounded, right? Like, you know, you, they're panning over to that Tampa Bay bench. And the, there's one thing that kind of stuck in my mind. And it, it does go back a little bit to the meme about the Dallas Stars in Montreal and how the Lightning faced those two teams, which had great runs, by the yep. way. Both True. franchises had great runs, and, and and they just caught Lightning in a bottle. But I think even you and I, Marty, can agree that there were other teams that, in all reality, should have been there other than those clubs. So, yeah. I mean, you can call it what it is. Tampa, I, I can certainly say this, Tampa had an easier I won't say easy. I'll just say easier time of it the past couple of years, but they still got it done. All that to say, this is a different beast, man. You're down two nothing. You're down two nothing to the Rangers. That was a little bit of a difference, you know. This is a whole different can of worms here. Like I just, I, I don't know. Like I didn't realize. I didn't this, write it this down. Was, uh, Andre Vas- That was sorry. The seven nothing game was Andre Vasilevsky's one hundredth playoff game. And he lost seven nothing. Like, that to me, like I don't know what. I just... don't know. That pisses somebody off, right? I, I there's I... the way Vasilevsky is made. I would be dis- I'd be not disappointed. I'd be shocked if he doesn't shut them out this game. Because I mean, everyone's saying it. Like uh, the I... mental toughness on this guy is is otherworldly. He's the best goalie in the world. Like. And it's true, he is, and it's for exactly stuff like this. So, I fully expect him to shine tonight. Do I expect? Do I expect Tampa Bay to win? I I just I'm not really prepared to give any kind of prediction on that. But I will say that I fully expect Vasilevsky, hurt or not, I fully expect him to shine. I will say it that way. I, I I don't know what he's actually going to do, yeah. but I do expect he's going to. You shine can stop for them sixty and still lose a game. Ask ask a, ask. That's kind of what I mean. Johnny I, Van Beesrick actually when they, uh, in '96 when they're in the playoffs, and it was him and Wa, and it was uh, the last game to win the cup, and they went into triple overtime. And I think Van Breesburg stopped 57 shots and still lost the cup. Like that kind of stuff stings and it sticks with you. But just to say that you can still stop sixty and lose a game. So Vasilevsky could shine, but it, you know everyone will just say, "Yeah, they lost, but it wasn't his fault." And but that's, yeah, I agree with you. I could see Vasilevsky doing it right, but to say that I feel like Tampa's going to win this game, I just don't know. I want to say yes, but I, I, I don't think so. I think Colorado is really, they still seem fresh. Like they, st- they seem like this team right now could play through the summer into next season. Like they seem, I mean, totally, totally. I mean, fit. They swept. They swept two series. They swept Nashville and they swept Edmonton. So, I mean, that's a lot of time it off it, for for playoff yeah. in, in, in yeah. playoffs. So you know what? Any any bruises? Listen, that, that you know, is there a little bit of rust to start off a series? Probably, yeah. like you know, j- j- like anybody else. But I mean, you're getting rid of all those nicks and oh, bruises. Oh, they're getting and, it and, done. That's know, the only thing that matters right now. So, question for you then: Now that Colorado has a two nothing lead, are you changing or are you you moving around the amount of games? Like, 
So I I want to say, yeah, I'm going to change it up. I, I'm not going to be surprised if Colorado actually sweeps. They just, it just seems like that's what's going to happen. It kind of feels like that's what's in the cards right now. Um, I think Tampa's probably beaten uh, more than they would like to admit. Uh, beaten up, sorry. Um, I, I think yeah. the Rangers series really did them in. It did, and same thing goes for the Toronto series, but they kind of got momentum off of that, and then you know swept Florida, yeah. but then hit a wall with New York. Uh, Shesterkin really did his part uh, to to really slow them down and, and sort of halt that momentum. But then the whole New York team, they were so relentless themselves that it, it really took an extra gear or two for Tampa to come out of that series. What that does, though, and then following series, it leaves you without those two gears. If your team is perhaps a bit higher up on that age scale, which Tampa is compared to Colorado, um, but yeah. they've still got talent, right? Although Kucherov, like, where the hell was he? Like, he was non-existent in that game. Like, it was... Well, I mean... Again, I think, you know, we can probably go back to that defensive uh, game that yeah. they play. I mean, listen, I, I, I'll i be completely honest. I certainly didn't watch the whole game. Uh, you know, I certainly watched large pockets of it. But I, I just, the, the one the one thing that I can say is, you know, through that, through their offensive uh, uh, game, yeah. it just really stunted anything yeah. for, for Tampa Bay. They just... Like, I'm not saying that Tampa Bay didn't have a rush or two, but in regards to sustained pressure, wow. I mean, there wasn't very many times where there was anything uh, that I would really think that a Colorado coaching staff was overly concerned about. I mean, don't forget, you're throwing out professional hockey players on your side too there. (laughs) So, I mean, and, 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 you know, and I will say this, Devin Taze and Kale McCarr, Jesus Christ. What an app like this duo, yeah, man, like right now, hard like, to beat. These guys get on the ice, and how how are you supposed to feel that you can turn up ice and go <laughs> offensive with either one of these two guys? Like, as soon as one of them gets the puck, ah, like it, dude, you're on your heels, it is moving. It's and and it's either, it's either moving with the pass yeah. or it's moving with with either one of with these speed, guys, yeah. And I'm sorry, I. I I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I, I think Gretzky mentioned something there on a TNT broadcast at some point in regards, and he, he compared uh, at least the fluidity or, or movement, I believe, of Makar to uh, to Bob Yor. And I mean, he's right. You know, I didn't get a chance to watch. He's uh, right. I hope I, 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 I hope have to Manoke say so. Mike I'll, is listening because Manoke Mike said it's not Bobby Orr, it's Paul Coffey. And I was like, oh, maybe you're right. You know more about hockey. But the great one says it's Bobby yeah. Orr. So that means I was right. <laughs> well, it's just, I, I, and that's what I was going to say. Like, I mean, I never got a chance to watch anything yeah. in regards to Bobby Orr in, in a live fashion or whatever. So I, I'm watching a lot of it from any kind of highlight packs, mm-hmm. right? And from what I can gather, it's it for me. It's the fluidity. Yes. It, it was the fluidity the part that that I kind of exactly like. I'm anyway. I mean, I'm not a hockey expert. I've never actually played the game in any kind of professional manner, so I don't know. You know, I can't sit here and tell you everything about edge work yeah. and stuff. But what I can certainly tell you is the eye yeah. test is pretty fucking. I think good. it works. <laughs> like whatever you're doing, oh Kyle. Just God. keep going, like, Kyle. McCarr, you're good. 
it's just unbelievable how he can get himself out of a, a, a difficult situation, yeah. whatever that may be. But that's the thing too with with him. As much as there's the athleticism of his fluidity, he also has that thing at such a young age, at such an early start of his career. He has that will to change the play, yeah. to bring the puck to the net and to score that goal. Either he's scoring it or someone else is scoring off of his rebound or his pass or because he dumped it in the right time, in the right moment, and it's off the boards, whatever it is, that's will. That's the will to win the game, and that's what he has. He deserves a C as much as anybody else in the league right now, but it's okay that he doesn't have it. He doesn't necessarily need it, but I'm saying at some point he will wear that C. He's kind of like the uh, the Nick Lidstrom waiting in the wings, but in a different style, and then eventually he'll own that team, and that'll be his to, to really take – to a, a whole new dynasty, a whole new level where this team just continues. And Sackick will still be there. Um, that's the other thing, too, that I wanted to mention, too, is how happy I am to see that Sackick, like Iserman, have really done a great job. These are still, I mean, quite frankly, this is still Iserman's team, um, even though he's not there. But it's just to say that Iserman and Sackick were two players growing up watching that it was so easy to like these guys. They were, not only were they incredibly gifted you can see that they knew a lot about the game, but they were on and off the ice. They seemed like really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Respected. Yeah. Everybody really respected uh, both of those players. In fact, what's that story that uh, Brett Hall talks about? Oh, yeah, it was Sean Avery uh, when he was playing in Detroit. Um, Avery was chirping at everybody, just going off, whatever. And then Sackett came around. And then he was about to chirp at him and Brett Hall grabbed him and sat him down and said, no, you don't, you haven't earned that. You sit the F down. Yeah. This is F this is Joe Sackick. We're talking about here. You haven't earned anything yet. Sit down. So that's to, to show you that like, even though different teams, Detroit, Colorado, the rivalry, Avery sit the fuck down. You don't get to talk to Sackick like that. So it, the respect that they always had was not just because they played so well, but because they played with respect for other players for the game and now to see him do this with this team as well like i i don't know it's just it's really nice to see Sakic was i think being questioned as colorado started to stumble like they they were like they were hitting a high note and then all of a sudden they kind of dipped a little and it's like well what's going on with this team like it's basically set now shouldn't they be winning and sort of maybe Sakic came into question i know i questioned it a little bit uh bad marty but no, everything's fine. Um, you know, wait one extra year and everything's okay. And sure enough, this is where we are. So, yeah, good for Sackett, for sure. I mean, he has done it the right way. I mean, you know, this has mm -hmm. taken a good four or five years here. And, you know, and, you know, you could even maybe go as far as saying that maybe a little bit of a missing piece was that Devin Tays trade. I mean, yeah, possibly, that, yeah. That, that's a, you know, you, you just can't underestimate that move. I mean, they give up a couple of second round picks for him, right? And it's not even so much of the type, like, Yes, the type of player you're getting is an absolute quality player, like great player, right? But yep. it's it's the way that you're able to, and we've talked about it throughout the year, Marty. If you can get guys to slot in properly, uh, and a lot yeah. of cases, you know, a, a lot, it's important on both forward and defense, but it tends to be even heightened a little bit more with the defense because if you can get that three or num number two or number three D, that makes that can yeah. usually make a massive difference for you. And I and I do yeah. think that well I'm, I don't think I mean I know it has had a, a positive effect on that team obviously so yeah. uh, you know good on them uh, well deserved uh, you know Colorado soak it up right now because I I, I got to think and you know what Marty I I think I may 
I'll go five games. I, I'm gonna go. Five. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go five. So there... I think I think T Bay wins one. Tampa here. pulls one out. Tampa pulls one out in Tampa, and then and then we go from there. And I think Colorado runs the runs the the, the rest of the table here. So. We'll see what well, happens. Well, I wonder, but... like, I, I would be surprised if Tampa gets swept, of course. I, I say that I, I, can, I feel like Colorado can sweep because that is kind of the, the momentum mm-hmm. of that 7 nothing, right? That's yeah. kind of where it, it, it tends to lean. Um, but I think my original prediction, and I think I wrote it down, was to stick to a, a six and possibly seven-game series still because there is I, – I, I would never put money down – against Tampa Bay no, because they they just know how to do it. They know how to win in Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky, look at his record as a bounce back. It's always, always a win. It's always a win. In fact, most of the time, it's even a shutout. And I can only imagine that for Vasilevsky to have been... I don't, I don't want to say embarrassed because I don't feel like he necessarily got embarrassed, but I'll, lose, I'll use it for lack of a better word. The fact that he was Lots embarrassed with the little, tune little of seven. pride was lost. Little pride. Yeah, sure. exactly. So I think he wants to gain a little bit of that back. I know there's question marks on whether or not he should have been pulled. It doesn't matter. Leave him in, pull him. None of that shit matters. Cooper, you know, do what you want. It's your team. I don't think Cooper should be looked at and be like, oh, why would he leave? Who cares? It's like Cooper said, he's the best goalie in the world. Why would you pull him? And it's true. Like, especially at a at a point where you're four or five nothing. And your team at that point has only managed, you know, 11 shots on goal. What is this going to do? It's not going to do anything. This is still Colorado. So you kind of just lick your wounds and move on. Yeah. And I think that's what really what happened. Who is the backup in Tampa right now? Anyways, who are you going to put in instead of Vasilevsky? That's going to save the day. I believe they they still have Elliot down there. Brian Elliott. Oh, yeah. That would have changed the whole dynamic of that game for sure. Fuck. Who cares? Guys, it's a loss. Move on, you know? And so I, do I do think this is, yeah, I do think. So, yeah, I'm going to go back to a six, possibly. Six. I think that was my original prediction. Yeah, prediction. I, I went six, I went, seven games. I went seven, but, you know, and, and I'll, I put it this way last week, and I'll say the same thing. Whether it's a sweep, whether it's uh, uh, five games, six games, they literally will have to rip that cup from Tampa's hands. Like, you know, yeah. and like you mentioned, I mean, t- Tampa so- somehow, some way here is going to go down with a fight. So, I mean, this isn't just yeah. going to, you know, even if it is, I mean, I suppose you could say four games and they probably rip the damn thing out of their hands. But you know what I mean? It's, it's. But that's the thing. If it's four games, it that's exactly what that is. I'm ripping it out of your hands. Yeah. No matter I mean, how you look at it, it, this what going into this series, I still felt like it was call it was a Tampa Bay's cup to lose, just because they've yeah. got that pedigree, they've got the knowledge, uh, the experience, they've got the players, they've got the talent. Um, Colorado came into this, I don't want to say under the radar, but because they had played quite less games and they weren't maybe I, they weren't. They needed to show like, you their championship mode for you to buy in. There you go. And that's I think right. that, and I think that, I had, that would be for a lot of us, really. I mean, we probably would have, like you said, we probably would have all given Tampa Bay a little bit of an edge because Jesus, I mean, yep. look what they've done the past two years and look what they've done leading up to this. So that's it. They blanked the Presidents Cup Trophy winning Team Florida, which I put on the same category as Colorado, and that they were one too. So the fact that they were able to blank them out and also take on New York, which is a very formidable opponent. This was theirs to, <clears throat> to lose going into it. But Colorado has absolutely said, this is ours. I'm, and they're, they're starting to snatch it out of their hands. 
It certainly does seem that way. And I mean, there, there's not too much more, more we can say about this particular series other than listen. You could blame mean, Corey Perry. Well, you could. Tampa should blame Corey Perry. You could. You, you certainly could. I mean, there. Say the fuck. We're, out. Ta- we're talking about memes today. There was another meme out there, and it said something like Corey Perry next year, and it had him in a Colorado Avalanche. Colorado, yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Colorado knows better than that. <laughs> so, uh, moving on to Beauties and the Beast, uh, big guy. Yep. yep. So we're good. So we're doing something a little different this week because, uh, you know, we're not going negative this week. We're going positive. No. We're going positive. Stay there positive. will there will be no beast this week. Okay, the beast, I suppose, I think I'll speak for both of us, Marty, is the fact that this season is coming to an end. We all yes. need we all need a small break, but I wish it wasn't as yeah as, as I wish it wasn't as big a break as it is. That's that's okay. all. I love my hockey. Yeah. I know you do too. Yes. And I know you yes. got a few more. I'm already looking to forward go. to the beginning of the season. Oh, dude, don't even start with me yet. Don't even oh. start. Don't even start. The rumors. Can't wait oh. for the rumors to start. Back to back championships. <laughs> On the horizon. Peter, Pete DeBoyer is now going to be coaching Dallas. Dude, these We've coaches are Bruce moving Cassidy around all over, over the place. Vegas, like it's exciting, man. It's awesome. It is. It is. It's be cool. Yeah. So yeah. listen, I'll I'll get this out of the way really quick. Okay. My beauty this week is Kent Hughes. As a oh, Habs, as a Habs fan, yeah. Listen, yeah. I, I sorry guys. Yeah. I gotta I gotta be a little <laughs> selfish here. We got rid of Weber in four years of Weber. Love the guy. Listen, you yes. Know, uh, man, man, man Mountain, the whole nine yards get it. Thanks, bud. Yeah. But I just love the fact that the guy we got back, we're going to be flipping at the deadline for more. I'm just like, dude, love it. Turning Weber into futures. Thanks, guy. I'm just Huge. like, I'm all Huge. over it. So, so nice piece of work there, Kent. I, I love Have it. Have they confirmed the trade though? Because this is Dandenhoff we're talking about, right? So maybe it's not confirmed yet. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Well, Anaheim, Anaheim sent out a. Uh, they sent did out something. On, it's just like, are you sure? And we're I'm just like, sure? yeah, 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 we're sure. So that was so good. That was. But so I mean, good. of course, I mean Dadanoff. I mean that, that it, the the yeah. uh, excitement about Dadanoff isn't so much the player, and that's not to slight him. But I no, mean, no, where no. my team is at, this is just going to be. Bringing a guy on, a serviceable guy, you know, a, a veteran yeah. guy, be able to insulate some of that youth, you know, maybe even be on the line with some of that youth, perhaps, you know, sits around for what better part of four months, three and a half, four months. Yeah. And gets moved to probably a contender of sorts. Be hilarious if he went back to Vegas. Oh, wouldn't it? Though? That would just be that. That that would just be that would just be fodder be for awesome. us to talk about on our program. So that that's all that is. Or Anaheim, one or the other. Or, or he ends dude, up in Anaheim. Too. Anaheim. That would be beautiful. Be beautiful. So listen, I mean, quite simply, a nice little piece of work by by Hughes. I mean, it's exactly what my team needs right now, and I, I'm more than happy with it, as I'm sure a lot of people in that organization are. Oh yeah, it's a good move. It's a smart move. Yeah, it's exactly what you'd love to see. And actually, did you see Shea Weber's comments about yeah. playing for Montreal? Yeah, I mean, stand-up the, guy, man, oh, very great guy. You know what? And, and such a captain. I mean, he's from BC. He's a Canadian. So, I mean, if any, like, like any other Canadian, he understands what it means to to Canadians and then to the franchises yeah. that are here. So, and you know, I, I, you expect, like, I mean, I didn't expect anything else. Almost on a word for word, Not I didn't really. expect anything yeah. else from that That's guy. True. And and you know what? And it's genuine. Like that's that's no. It bullshit. is. That's no. That's not bullshit. There. That's not one of these Absolutely. things where I'm leaving an organization. I want to go out on a good note. Blah blah blah. No no. This guy no. knew. This guy knew exactly 
what wearing the C in Montreal means. It, it, it yeah, dude. I, I, listen, not because it's my team, but we all know it's a goddamn religion out there. Like, absolutely, that city is a buzz at seven o'clock in the morning when the sports radio shows start in that city. Like, so yeah. he knows what it meant. He knows the. I mean, he felt he felt the weight of that city on his shoulders. And lucky we had him because those are a broad set of shoulders. Because yeah. listen, there are not many individuals such as Shea Weber in the game. So to have him as my captain for the past few years here, listen, yeah. I, as a Habs fan, I got to say it was kind of an honor because that's captain material, dude. That that's like in Mark Messier mode kind of captain. Like that, yeah, that's that's yeah. What, that, that's what I'm real leadership. About. You got that right. Yeah. Like the reason why Montreal make you and I both know Marty Shea Weber, Carey Price. You know these guys very yeah. very heavy words when are when they are spoken. Yeah, maybe not yeah. many, but when these guys speak, and you know that throughout that run last year, somewhere along yeah. the line they came. They came into yep. there in a ver- in a verbal sense, in a, in a locker room sense. Absolutely. So, yeah. so you know what? Good. I, I wish him nothing but the best. I do believe his yep. days are over. And and if I'm not mistaken, Vegas even came out and uh, mentioned that like he's not coming back to play for us here. Like this is this is yeah, obviously that's not what this is exactly. Like we all know what Vegas needs us for. We know what Montreal needed yeah. to do this for. So works out for both teams. Yeah. Great job, yeah. great job on on Ken's part. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled for sure. Um, so I, I'm gonna in in terms of uh, Beauties and the Beast for me, uh, it's hard to go with anyone other than the entire entire Colorado players at the moment. And honestly, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. So, and in fact, it's the entire Colorado team because they're other than Gerard, who's got um, a sternum injury, um, who's a minus one. Every single player on this team is in the plus. And I, it begs the question, has that ever happened before? Has that ever happened where a Stanley Cup winning team, every single player was a plus? Because I feel that's what we have right now. This is what could happen. We could end up because two, two games is just two games, right? They can shut them out the next two games. And now you've got yourself a Stanley Cup winning team where everyone on the active roster is actually in the plus. And I just, I, I can't remember a time that's ever actually happened before. That is an incredibly impressive stat. I, I would have to say, I got to say that pro, without without going into anything in the history books or anything like this, I haven't checked up on this at all. I got to say that that might be the closest thing to we see to it, what we're seeing right now. I, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking possibly of when Detroit was kind of running the show a little bit. Oh, but but the okay. thing of it is, is, but the thing of it is, is even then, that was a little bit more defensive minded too. So I don't know if there was going to be enough leeway between an offense and a deep. You know what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? And even secondary scoring, that's the thing. Like secondary mm-hmm. scoring back then, like as deep as 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 this team is in Colorado, I don't know that another team has been this deep. Where you've got players on the third and fourth line who are plus four, plus five, yeah, plus yeah. twelve, yeah. and they're on the third line. Yeah, how is this happening right now? Like it's it is really this team is really showing how special they are with a stat like that. That is next level stuff. And then when I when I discovered that today, I thought this is pretty fucking cool. I got to talk about this on the show. I mean, it kind of goes back. And I to haven't the- done. 
I haven't okay. done research though, and I, I don't know. I don't. I, know. I was just gonna say. I mean, it kind of goes back to those stats that I shot out a little a little while ago too. I mean, you know, when you're talking about a difference of like 13 shots a game average. Now, this this isn't in just the Tampa Bay series. This is all pl- uh, playoff long here. So from the first round to to now, you know, they're looking at like a 13 shot advantage. I mean, in in power play, like you're over 30 percent. You give these guys like three chances wow. you give these guys three chances tonight they're putting one by on the power play and and i'm sorry like i mean the telling one of the aside from the shots a telling stat is the goals for with these i mean the record speaks for itself too like I, anyway you know what i'm just going on and on here about this so whatever i, I mean, mean it's true it, it is like i mean if anybody can if anybody can find i'm gonna keep looking too but uh, listeners out there find me the stat that is comparable to what we're looking at right now, the closest comparable. If there's a team out there that's actually done it where absolutely every single player on that team was in the plus, I want to know about it. And I'm going to look too. And if I can find it before the next show, obviously I'll share it on Twitter. But if not, I want somebody to show it to me because this is, I I would be, I would be, I honestly, I think I would be very surprised if there is a team out there with a stat that can match this right now. Because I think of the, uh, you know, the even the 80s Oilers or the Islanders or the Canadians of the 60s, 50s, 70s, these were great teams, but none of them had the kind of depth that would have a third or fourth line that's all in the pluses. And again, plus five and plus 12 or whatever. Like, I, I really have a hard time with that because even back then, there were so much scoring going on, right? Like yeah. it was really difficult to have that. Like you, you'd have maybe half of your team that were in the plus and the other half were in the minuses. That's kind of normal. Right now in these Stanley Cup finals, this Colorado team is doing something historic. So let's pay attention. This is nice. Tampa may not be the dynasty team and that's the history lesson there. Like, oh, I wish we could see this dynasty because it's great to talk about the fact that we had a dynasty journey like while I was alive and I saw them. Well, this is also very impressive. If Colorado, I, I almost want this more than I want the dynasty. If Colorado can win a cup and not have a player that's in the minus, man alive, that's a, that would be that would be a team of the ages, a difficult team stacked up against any team in history. Be hard to beat them. Well, talk about like a total team effort, right? Like, I mean, like you're mm-hmm. saying, you're going down to a third and fourth line, and you're getting players that are, you know, plus and not just like you know a plus one, plus two. Like you're looking at some pretty uh, uh, impressive. Uh, plus minus packages here when when you're talking about some yeah. of these players. So, you know what I mean? We're, we're you know we're gonna find out a lot tonight. Uh, number one, you know this is this is kind of a big swing for me, one is, way or the yeah. other. I mean, I mean it's either two to one or you're gonna go three nothing. And and let's face it, I mean, there's almost a very very slight uh, uh, feeling that it's over already. Now, yeah. listen, I've watched enough hockey to know that. Nobody should be saying that in all reality, but, <laughs> yeah. but I think, but I think everybody kind of knows what I'm, what I mean here. There's just this kind of a momentum or, or something snowballing here in regards to, you know, the, the avalanche. So, you know, we will, we will get a lot of answers tonight, I think in, in regards to uh, how this series could potentially shape up, but uh, wow. I mean, we are seeing some really impressive numbers right now out of the Colorado avalanche flat out. And I really, if anything, it's just making me feel even more stupid for thinking that it was going to be anybody but Colorado was going to win the cup this year. <laughs> because it well, does, I mean, they're starting to, to look and sound and feel like 
the most obvious of winners all season long. Like when, five years from now, when we look back at this season, everyone's going to be, of course, it, clearly you can tell the, the trajectory of this team. Of course, they're going to win the Stanley Cup. I, who cares about Florida? Like these guys were doing it in the West. Who cares? Yeah, but Florida played in the East. You know, yeah, but they got ousted in four. Like anyways, when you look back on this season, you'll feel stupid for not picking Colorado. I already feel stupid. So thanks for that, guys. Hey man, I mean we we've got full proof here with what's called a bracket challenge, and it apparently is it's a challenge. Oh, buddy, I think we were both <laughs> challenged massively and failed <laughs> and failed horribly. So yeah, listen, how did oh, you and I end up one oh, and two? Is a big question mark. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, listen, fans out there, you know, take it in. Uh, last few games here of the year, uh, yeah. you know, I, I still feel like again, I stick to my. Uh, my original prediction, I, I still do think that Colorado is going to take this, obviously. Uh, yeah. You know, they're, they're proving me right up to this point. But we've all known what uh, Tampa Bay can uh, can get done here over the course of the playoffs. We'll see if they can do it again tonight. Yeah. Interesting game. Very, very interesting. Very important game tonight. And uh, I think uh, I think we want to mention it before we head off there too, Marty, that uh, uh, just for our listeners and for our schedule over the na- le- next little while here, just a little refresher. So you've got our regular episode coming up here this Wednesday. Next Wednesday, you'll hear our interview with Mike Rue. Uh, it's a two-parter, so you'll want to uh, uh, get yourself a couple of beers for that. Uh, <laughs> of course, we will have our last regular uh, scheduled show uh, on well, we'll we'll be recording on July fourth, if I'm not mistaken. Of course, that'll come out on the sixth yep. of July, and then we have our last recording uh, again with some special guests on July eleventh. That will come out to you folks on July thirteenth, and uh, then we'll take a little hiatus and we'll get out of your hair for about a month and a half, two months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, hopefully some newer uh, and more um, inclusive, more interactive things for our listeners out there that we're hoping to get uh, out in the open for our second season next year, uh, or next season, I should say. But uh, more on that as this season, uh, or as we get cl- uh, closer and closer to the start of next season. Um, so for now, I'm not going to say anything more than that. But uh, listen, it's it's been fun. Uh, it's not over, but it's, I just want to reiterate how much joy doing this has has brought uh mike and i it's just been great looking forward to it writing the notes staying on top of hockey and stuff and and uh hopefully we've been entertaining hopefully we've been helping you guys with your fantasies and uh and if you're winning uh we expect checks uh (laughs) um and if you're losing we expect no mentions so either way we're just having fun with it we are having an absolute blast and, you know, we certainly, uh, we know that uh, in our first year we have a couple of, you know, some ups and downs and uh, the kinks that you want to work out. So we certainly hope to both be uh, even better in our second season and we certainly hope that you folks will help us with that, with any kind of comments yep. or any any ideas suggestions. or any, any suggestions. Ideas exactly. for shows yeah, or man. for interviews, whatever, send them our way, all of it. More, We are more than open to that for sure. I mean, at the end of the day, Marty, I mean, yeah, we get to do the talking and stuff like that, but this is really about, about our listeners and, you know. It's about getting, reaching getting, out. Getting, yeah. Absolutely, man, absolutely. So you know what, folks? Uh, keep, us in, uh, keep us in your mind and in your hearts throughout the summer. Oh. We'll be back. We we will be back. But until then, uh, you've got uh, a couple of shows here over the next few weeks to uh, yes. to satisfy you before we head off. We are in the stretch run. Let's be real, folks. It's it is coming to an end for this season, as sad as that is. But uh, we're gonna have some fun on the way out. Sounds good, buddy.
Thanks to everyone out there for listening. If you're interested in reaching out to us, you can email us at two guys, a league, and some guests at gmail.com. You can find our latest episodes at anchor.fm slash tugalag. Or you can follow us on Twitter, where you can find all of our info. Our handle is at tugalag. That's the number two, followed by G-A-L-A-G. Don't forget to like, follow, and share. Thanks for listening, and until next time.